Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Metcalf, doing good. Back to talk some basketball. No Ceilings family, welcome. We're getting excited. We got plans for the upcoming year. The gears are starting to turn again, Mr. Metcalf, and I'm getting really pumped for your tarot with you on the pod. How are we doing? How's everything going? How's the scouting grind going, sir? How are we feeling? Fantastic. I, I missed it so much. And, you know, I, I, I think we talked about it a little bit in the Victor Wembanyama episode where it's like where we had to kind of knock the rust off. But, you know, just really starting to get back in the swing of things. So it's like, God, this feels good. This feels yeah. good. I, I, I need college basketball to start up ASAP. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to uh, give in to my demands. I think they're pretty right. firm in their schedule, unfortunately. I tried, folks. Sorry, um, but I, I'm, I'm really enjoying these like these preseason scouting reports that we're doing on these guys and going back and going through these guys FIBA and high school and EYBL tape. It's it's been a lot of fun, and I I think it's going to put us in a really good spot going into this season. Yeah, you know, I feel like the first year with doing no ceilings with the whole crew, we were kind of spending all this time to get things running when it comes to like mm-hmm. the site or the social media and. YouTube and all the podcasts and fun stuff. And this year it's, it's like, okay, we've got that We're we've got some tricks up our sleeves that we're very excited for, but now it's like, we have this foundation. We get to focus kind of on, on more on the scouting grind and, you know, getting everything rolling. And um, it's been fun. I feel like this has been a nice little, not challenge, but like, this has been a nice test or, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just kind of like a preparation to get ready. And, and it is, I think you hit that perfectly. Like, I feel better prepared to really get after the grind. And I know it's just excitement and everything, but it's nice to get a feel for all these guys before mm-hmm. we're going to see them with their next schools or overseas with their next teams. Um, really excited. I, I feel like the more I'm watching this class, the more I'm talking about it with you, there's a lot of talent. There's, I yeah. mean, the hype is really, uh, is really building and I'm really excited to keep watching a lot of these guys we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks. And a lot of these returners, you, you're finding some guys as you're diving back into the tape that I'm getting pumped about. I mean, I'm really excited to talk hoops with you for, you know, pretty much ever. But, um, yeah, where do you want to start, man? I mean, another great episode. I feel like we got yeah. scheduled. I'm pumped. We're yeah, I, 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 I'm excited for this one. So um, the last one we did was Derek Whitehead and uh, Jarris Walker. That yes. one was a lot of fun. We yes. are both very high on those guys. I'm a little hesitant about this one. Um, These were two guys who I thought were going to be a lot more fun to kind of dive into. And I came away a little underwhelmed. So I'm I'm curious what your kind of, what your thoughts were and if you can convince me one way or the other on them. Um, But today we're talking about Keontae George and Khalil Ware. Uh, Let's start off with Keontae George, who is going to Baylor six, 385 pound shooting guard from IMG Academy what were what are your kind of big picture thoughts on Keontae? Yeah, so you know, going into this off season is is always a fascinating time because some guys are playing overseas of FIBA, and you're trying to keep an eye on the younger classes for 
upcoming years. And then um, Keontae was starting to buzz. You know, Keontae George is going to Baylor, like he said. Um, Keontae was starting to buzz because he's playing Global Jam. He was really starting to heat up. Like he was putting on some impressive performances. And I feel like a lot of people were paying attention and talking about him. And he, he started to become a darling of draft Twitter, I feel like. Um, I was very impressed watching him in those games. He first caught my attention um, when I watched the Nike Hoop Summit. I was like, this guy is very smooth. I like how he plays the game. It looks like he could really shoot it from outside. I was getting pretty, you know, drunk in love. Shout out, shout out Beyonce. Hugh, Beyonce is a huge Keontae George fan. But <laughs> um, being serious, like I, I was very intrigued because I was like, okay, it looks like there's some offensive upside. It looks like there's a good feel. I'm a sucker for the guys that play like at their speed, makes the game come down to them. But I'm excited to talk this one out with you because uh, I've been very excited about him and watching his high school tape. I was a little like, you know, rattled, little, little not, you know, unsettled. I was just kind of a little shocked and um, I I kind of had to keep going back and forth. I'm like, okay, was it just the high school senior year or what, what's the difference? Because then you watch the global jam film looks like a guy that's playing with two different levels of confidence. Um, and, and it's going to be really fascinating to see what he does at Baylor. But what, what about you? I feel like you're a little bit more down than I am, but this is why I love doing these exercises with you because, you know, help me help you. It's, it's, it's the best part about this. Yeah. So my, my, my exposure to him is his like last 10 games of high school. So is. At, at at IMG going against Sunrise Christian, Montford, uh, mm-hmm. Legacy, Bishop Walsh, um, you know that 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 whole kind of conference, and I, I I kind of get the intrigue, but he was so he felt like watered down almost. Where it's you know I, I I've seen in like the No Ceiling chat, get a lot of guys are really high on him. I know Corey and Albert over at the Draft Act podcast are really high on him too. I know coming into this episode, you were really high on him as well. Mm-hmm. And I was I was expecting a lot. So maybe it's just, you know, readjusting my expectations. Mm-hmm. But and I it's not that I disliked what I saw. I just didn't see, oh, this guy is like an all-star. Um, I didn't see that in him. And when we came away or when I came away from the Whitehead and Jarris Walker film, I was like, these guys could be all-stars one day. And I just didn't get that vibe from him. Um I think the best place to start is with the scoring and it, it's, it was really impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely buy the outside shot. I really liked how strong he was in the paint. I thought he finished through contact really well. Um, He had a nice little mid range pull up where, um, you know, he, he's just attacks closeouts, takes two dribbles, knocks down a 18 footer relatively easy so long term, I definitely buy the shot. I think the mechanics are really smooth, good touch, quick release. Um, and then I thought his shot selection was really sound too. Mm-hmm. So overall, I, I really like the scoring. Um, I think he could be a good starting shooting guard. Um, the the kind of lack of size worries me a little bit, but overall, his scoring profile um, at all three levels I thought was really impressive. Yeah, he's he's uh that was the, the the thing watching him. He really like I said before, he he caught my attention with the hoops on it. I was like, okay, who's this guy? This is a guy I need to watch more of. Um 
I started digging around on this film, like just kind of checking out the Global Jam stuff. I was like, okay, he looks like he's got some swagger. He plays with some some shiftiness. Like he his handles really popped in the Global Jam. Now I'm not trying to put too much weight on just one little tournament and went round robin, but um, I was just like, okay, he he looks like he has confidence. He can score in bunches. He had a game there where he was just basically like single handedly trying to carry them back. And this is why I love going back is because you you watch that tape in high school and there's a lot more questions than I thought. And I was the same way. Like I was pumping like, Hey, I think this guy could sleep, but get up there in the top, you know, five, seven picks conversation. And then, you know, this is why this class is going to be so awesome. It's because we just watched Whitehead and Jairus Walker. And I was like, Oh my gosh, those guys are monsters. And then I go watch Keontae and I'm like, okay, I like his upside a lot, but there's a lot more questions when it comes to, you know, especially his defense, but offense, there's still some stuff I need to see. And and we talked about in our last episode, you know, how we love Jairus Walker going to Houston. I love that Keontae's going to Baylor. I think that's going to have to be a, a place where if he's going to figure out a lot of his weaknesses and improve, Baylor's going to be a good spot for him because they usually get some, some dogs as defenders and he's going to have to be able to, to lock up some people, but um, where, where do you want to start besides the offense? I mean, do you want to go into any specific area? Do you want to dive in the defense? I feel like you're foaming at the mouth to talk about the defense. I no, was I, watching the film and I was like, Metcalf's going to go on a rant. <laughs> I can feel it. Um, no, I, I, let's stay on the offense real quick. Yeah. Cause the, the scoring, I thought, again, was really impressive, but it was also almost all off-ball scoring. Yes. There was very little on-ball creation. Uh, the couple times when he did try to break guys down, um, again, this is exclusively what I saw with the IMG film, um, he really struggled to create much of any space. Um, and, you know, there there was one, I, I think it was against Mon- Monford, uh yeah, I may be mistaken in mixing up games, but regardless, the possession, you know, he he went between the legs twice, drove middle, crossed over, spun back to his left, you know, like really good handles, but the guy just was stayed with him and he ended up scoring through contact. But it's like, okay, you you know, you you had less space then than when you first got the ball and you put yourself in a worse position. So it's not that he's a bad ball handler by any means. I just don't think he's that great of an athlete. I think his footwork getting like into a shot and like getting his shot prep for like shooting off the catch and stuff like that is really impressive, but he doesn't really utilize it to create space on pull-ups or anything like that. So I I was really expecting a lot more on ball creation from him um, in terms of scoring. And then just, there wasn't much passing. Like, I don't think he's a bad passer. There were a couple, there were two specifically where one was in transition where he just kind of threaded the needle on a bounce pass. And then another one where just touch pass to the baseline from the top of the key. That was like, Oh, that was nice. Give me more of that. Um, I don't think the ball sticks with him necessarily, but he's also not like passing guys open. Like he'll, he'll keep it moving, which I think will be really important in that Baylor offense with, you know, if they usually go three guards and if they have, you know, him, Langston Love, and Adam Flagler out there, the ball's going to be whipping around the perimeter trying to find the, you know, the open shot. So I, I think he'll be able to fit into that. But I'm kind of hoping that that pushes some of these passing flashes that we saw 
you know, I, I'm hoping that that style drags it out of him a little more and we see a little more consistency in that realm. Yeah, com- completely agree. Um, I, I feel like going into, the, you know, starting to get my preparation for the upcoming year, I was reading about him and a lot of people were thinking like, okay, he's got to really work on his handles and his defense. And, you're, you know, you're starting to get a vibe for everyone. And I like to read that stuff to kind of see, like, do I agree? Mm-hmm. And um, seeing a global jam, like, you know, he averaged 22 a game um, in five games, but, you know, his shooting splits were 39, 36, um, 81% from the line, but 3.6 turnovers, like you're saying, like only three assists a game. And that, he showed some handles and some some quick in and outs in those games that I watched. But then you go back and watch high school, and I was like, oh, whoa, this is a way different story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that needs to be done handling the ball, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, down talk the competition at global jam, but like he's going in high school against some of the top recruits in the country right, every night. Right. Um, and like you said, that Monverde game. So like there there's, he is a, a good shooter that looks like he's got the ability to really light it up, but he's going to have to use his hesitations and he's going to have to create a little bit more wiggle. Like you said, he's not, he's not a crazy quick athlete, but I think he, he right now is trying to use his body, his frame to out muscle people. And it's like, he's going to have to learn how to do both. Right. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I watched the high school film and I was like, okay, like maybe there's a little bit more. We got to kind of wait and see. And um, you never know. This could be like, okay, well in high school, he looked like he was struggling and he had a really strong summer. Maybe he's just, he's had this moment of working on his game and figuring it out. But um definitely have some more questions now that i've done the deep dive and that's that's why we do it boys and girls because you gotta get the full slate yeah and i I think he's a really strong player and you you see that when he attacks the rim like he's not afraid of contact like he's willing to go into a shot blocker's chest and you know kind of negate their shot blocking ability and then finish over you know their outstretched arms and he he does that pretty regularly which is encouraging i think just like when i think about him creating his own shot like in the mid range or something, I wish he would use that strength a little more where he would kind of get into his defender, you know, lower the shoulder, then take a step back and then knock down the, the jumper and, you know, use, utilize his strength a little better instead of trying to be this flashy ball handler and create space like Trey Mann, because he just doesn't have that footwork or flexibility, um, at least right now. So he kind of reminded me a lot of like Malik Monk, where he's kind of this smaller shooting guard, um, almost primarily off-ball scoring, can get hot in a hurry and really explosive. Um, but he's just kind of like a little stockier Malik Monk, and, and at least that's the vibe I got from him. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, watching – the funny thing is we talked about, like, Whitehead in the last pod that we did, and they all have some similarities where they're both, like, the physical guys that are not afraid to get downhill. But the difference is, you know, one six six with a little bit of bounce – one six four on a good day, it looks like. Um, you know, Whitehead reportedly has like a plus three, plus four wingspan. I might be wrong. George doesn't look like he's gonna have a plus three wingspan. He looks a little like yeah. his arms short, but hey, I haven't seen him in person. But um it, it's just it's gonna be interesting with him because I think you really gotta start if you're not going to beat everyone with your explosiveness all the time, now you got to figure out the in and outs. Um, he showed a lot more of that development 
that we just saw like playing this summer, but doing it there. And, you know, we always say doing it FIBA, doing it in college, two different worlds. And maybe that's the skill that he's getting confident about and developing, but also like Baylor's going to be a good team. Again, you have to be able to, understand he's probably not just going to get the ball always and just be like, Hey, it's your show. Go do it. Cause they got a lot of talent on that team. So um, he's got upside. Like that's what we and you talk about. Like yeah. we want to see with these high school kids, if you have the yes. basic foundation, he's got the foundation to be an offensive weapon, but now it's what other areas can he unlock? What other areas can he take strides with? Do you have any concerns over the size and, or do you think that eventually he can kind of pivot into more of a, you know, quote unquote point guard instead of shooting guard? I don't know if I see the point guard yet. Um, I think he's going to have to, it's funny that you asked that because I was watching him and I was like, okay, he's a little bit bigger body. And I was like, does he need to tone up or does he just need to like build like, you know, like the doughy, like, I hate body like the, shape. The, the Eric Gordon. Yeah, exactly. That's a, it's perfect. Like I'm not, um, I always give Albert crap because Albert used to say doughy to describe a prospect. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the best term ever. <laughs> but, um, and now I always want to use it, but he just looks like he, it's like, okay, do you need to become like added muscle, like the Corey Maggettis, or do you just need to get a little slimmer, a little quicker it, it'll be interesting, but I think he's going to have to play off the ball. Um, yeah. You see him 6'3 places. You see him 6'4 places. I'm like, okay, uh, I have a feeling that could be an unfavorable combine one day, but I hope I'm wrong. But um, what about you? I, I I hate going back to the trope of, oh, well, if you can put him with a jumbo initiator, because yeah, all, all of those jumbo initiators are like MVP candidates. So it's like, yeah, no shit. If you put anyone with them, they're going to have a better career than if they don't play with them. Um, but, you know, and thinking about him playing next to like a Josh Giddy type, like a, a bigger point guard, a, a LaMelo ball, where defensively they can kind of switch positions almost, um, then or play the inverse of what they're doing on offense. Um, but I just, I, I think he's going to be a two guard and then that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think it may kind of limit the overall ver- like lineup versatility that uh, teams will be afforded with them. Yeah. I, I think he's going to get 5 million Bradley Beal comparisons just because mm, like, yes, Beal was six, three, um, two Oh seven. He went to Florida. He, played one year there he averaged 14 uh six two on shooting splits of 44 33 76 so a lot of people are going to try to hammer that home but it's also like bradley is yeah i was like bradley was a shifty dude (laughs) so i mean he's gonna have to really take some strides to get on that level but i see it It, it's just gonna see like okay if, if he worked on his craft and really you know zoned in I could see it, but um, I just got a lot of questions and he needs to have the light switch. I know we're going to talk about it, but he needs to have the light switch come on defensively. Cause I had a lot of questions yeah. watching and I was like, Oh boy. All right. Here we so, go. So yeah. So yeah, let, let's dive into it. What, what yeah. were some of the questions that came up for you? Um, I, I wanted to talk about this with you cause I feel like I love getting specific areas. I feel like he just, if you, he feels like if if you put the ball down against him, he's going to be fine. Yep. But if you run him off screens, he's going to yep. be in Freddy Krueger's dreams. So 
I mean, I was just watching and I was like, oh boy. I, I feel like Grady Dick was the first game I watched where I was like, oh gosh, he's just, <laughs> he's literally running you off everything. And then um, I think I watched the Montverde game and Whitehead took him off the dribble and he was just like, I have the, the strength yep. to stay with you. So if you try to outmuscle me, I can I can hold my ground. And I was like, okay, that's promising. But every college is going to tell, <laughs> just run him off screens. And and I don't know if it's like he just completely lost, or you know how we talked on the Whitehead episode of mm-hmm. where it's kind of that senioritis. I don't know. Like what what did you think? Um, I I hate that we're agreeing so much because uh, <laughs> I, I I have the this exact same thing. I feel like I'm, I'm I'm better with my evaluating this year. See what I don't have to evaluate or get shit rolling. I could just scout. Yeah. So I'm like when when he defended in like isolation, I yeah. thought he competed. I thought his footwork generally looked good. He had the strength to kind of knock guys off their line. Um, if a screen was introduced, he was dead in the water. Um, I think I saw him you know, successfully navigate like one pick and roll um, yeah. out of like eight games. Um, his off ball defense, I thought was pretty atrocious. Uh, he, he constantly did the thing where he would look over his shoulder and then realize his guy was not where he was five seconds ago and like frantically yes. look around and then scramble to recover. Um, that happened, you know, every other possession almost. Um, I did think it was really interesting. I'm glad that you mentioned the Grady Dick Sunrise Christian game because it was really interesting. Like at the start of that game, he was kind of out there playing, you know, normal team defense where you're switching screens, you're communicating, you're tagging, you're rotating, you're doing all that stuff. And he was a disaster. It was <laughs> awful. And then it's like the second quarter, I'm guessing the coach just told him, just focus on, just stay with him. Don't worry about switching. Don't worry about, you know, doing any of that stuff. Just stay with him, try and deny the ball. If he catches it fine, but be there. And when he had like that very specific assignment, he looked a lot better and he was chasing him off screens. He wasn't ball watching. He was just focused on his assignment and it's like, oh, okay, now you're defending again. But then later in the game, you know, it goes back to normal team defense where he's not just locked in on one person and it was a disaster again. So it's like, oh God. So like, what is this? Is this someone who just isn't trying off ball or just really just doesn't, get it and doesn't understand where the rotations need to be and like where guys are moving on the backside. Yeah. That that was the, that's the biggest area because like you said, when he, when he could face up and go one-on-one and you mm-hmm. try to take him off the bounds, like he's going to hold, he's going to compete. He's, he looks like he's going right. to hold his own, but he's got to get someone in his ear to be like, okay, we, we got to figure this out when it comes to like screens and stuff or else, and that's what I'm saying. Like going to play for Scott Drew at Baylor might be the best thing for him mm-hmm. because, you know, Drew's going to, he's going to be putting guys on the court that can give opposing backcourts nightmares. And, and if Keontae can't figure it out, he's going to be like, all right, I got other guys that will take care of it. But um, it, it that's also not trying to just down talk this kid like Keontae George. No, no. But we're all like, this is the exciting parts where like, oh, figures that out in the first couple months of college like yeah this is gonna be fun this is gonna be really quick turn to like okay i'll buy into that but um if it if both areas were like a disaster i would have been like oh man i don't know but like one at least looks good and he i think he's just gotta figure out the i don't know 
you know what I'm saying? It was just fascinating watching because I was like, oh gosh, they're just running him off everything in the world. Right. <laughs> and then um, sometimes he just looked like, where am I? But he competes and he looks like he's going to be a tough, like he's going to work at it. He might just need the coaching staff to be like, we're going to figure this out. We don't care how long this takes. Yeah, and I, I think that that was the biggest thing where it's like, God, you kind of suck at defense, but you're you're trying. Like this isn't yes. a lack of effort thing. You're not just being lazy. You're not just getting beat off the dribble every time. Like he he was trying, and you know may, maybe that's less encouraging for some people, but um, I I think it's more encouraging because it's like, you know, it shows that there's a player there who wants to be who wants to be able to defend. Like he, right. he want like he's not just. Being like, ah, fuck it, I suck. Who cares? I'll, I'll go knock down a three next possession anyway, so who cares? It was just a lack of awareness. And I don't know how easy that is to kind of teach or, you know, improve on, um, at least in a year. But I can't think of many places better than Baylor to go do that. And exactly. especially with some of the experienced guards that they have there who have played with, you know, Butler and Davion in the past, like Adam Flagler he's going to be able to learn and he's going to have to learn quickly because he's going to be going up against some nasty competition this year and some really smart coaches who are going to exploit that. And if he can't figure it out, it'll be interesting. But I, I, I encouraged that he can because a, the effort was there and b the on-ball defense, um, you know, at least one-on-one the, the footwork, the balance, the strength, um, the instincts, reaction time, all of that stuff, I thought was generally positive. So I, I think there's at least, you know, an average defender in there. He's just got to figure out his ability to kind of read the floor and multitask off ball. Yeah, he's got to figure out offensively the ins and outs of being a shooter, which is always like, okay, if you could shoot, then now you got to figure out how to create your shot. If you mm-hmm. don't, you're not an explosive athlete, you can't just go bombs away all the time. And then, defensively like you're saying he's just got to figure out how to how to be an average defender but it's like like you said he's gonna have flagler alongside him um your boy langston love's gonna be there this year like they're gonna have some talent in that backcourt they're gonna have some dogs so i'm excited like i'm excited to watch this is why i love doing this this early is because now we're finding areas of like i'm writing scouting reports i'm like i would love to see this i'd love to see this let's see if it happens in a couple months let's see how it develops and you like we've said um a couple episodes ago on the victor one it's like you want to do your checkups you want to check Mm -hmm. in on each prospect and see how they're doing and now we're we got an off season of you know instead of pulling our hair out and just looking at a countdown we're like all right let's get to work let's start getting a vibe for everyone and i'm excited about Keontae, but i i think watching his high school film made me get a little bit more educated which is supposed to do on kind of his strengths and weaknesses and um I he's one of those guys I have circled. I, I still believe there's a heck of a basketball player yes. that like just because I'm saying like before I was a thinking top five or throwing that number around, it's like I still think he'd be a top ten pick. I still mm-hmm. think he has that kind of ability to all of a sudden if he goes ninth, you're like, ooh, that's a nice little scoop there because he can score a lot. But um if he takes strides in these game or these areas that we're talking about, he can go a little higher. Absolutely. Um, someone else who, you know, I, I think has some some strides to take in some certain areas is Cleo Ware, the yeah. seven foot center going to Oregon. What were your thoughts with him? 
I'm I'm uh I'm really interested to talk him especially with you because uh as most no ceilings family should know we love you first of all second of all me and you always go kind of a little crazy about talking about bigs yeah but where um where it got my attention i believe it was the mcdonald's all-american game i was like who the heck is yeah. this dude he he's really just impressive yeah i was like he is big as shit and he <laughs> was just like was making plays everywhere and i was really really impressed um and then i've you know, as an Arizona fan, then I find out he's going to Oregon and I was like, son of a, I got to deal with this guy this year. But, um, watching his film because it's tough watching the, the FIBA stuff from the summer. Cause they just beat everyone by 60 or 70 yeah. points. And I was like, okay, well that's not awesome. He's just dunking everything. <laughs> um, and then I watched his high school film. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk this out with you because i have kind of a weird feeling of i know why people are going to be cold on him but i want to hear what you're thinking so hit me with yours what did you think um so it wouldn't surprise me if he has some of the best like highlight tapes on youtube like if you google all of these guys highlight tapes i bet his would be one of the most fun the kai jones Um, experience you're thinking this is a candidate for the kai jones award kai jones and jackson hayes were i got a lot of those vibes when both um, went to Texas, by the way. They, yeah. Well, see, see why we're, we're diversifying. Um, <laughs> what, one of the things that you and I always talk about with bigs is when you're uber athletic and just so fucking big and mm-hmm. no one comes close to you in size, how do you play? Do you play solely because you're just that much bigger and more athletic than everyone? Or do you have different stuff to go to? I didn't get the sense that he had different stuff to go to and that all, not all the vast majority of his success and dominance was purely because he was six to 12 inches taller than everyone else guarding him. Yeah. He's going to the right conference to prove himself. Um, You know, shout out Nathan Grubel, who's like, Oh, PAC 12 is finally getting some respectable recruits. And I was like, watch your mouth, Nathan, where this is PAC 12. We were, bringing the heat every year but i actually agree with nathan like now we're they're getting some big time guys i'm excited to watch pack 12 this year um but where's gonna be a guy i'm really interested to go see in person because i had the same same reaction you did i was watching him and i was like oh boy is he just the the bigger than everyone and blocking everyone and then i kept watching and i was like i've seen some people say he's got a inconsistent motor and i was like okay i see what people Uh are saying but then i was like is he this is gonna sound so weird but hey i i have i feel like i say that once an episode so we're we're on track he seems like he has those quick bursts in short areas Mm -hmm. where it's like he's he's runs the floor like getting back after like a made bucket and i swear he looks like he's like a a 1980s like big man just kind of like lumbering down the court. And then I feel like when he gets the ball in the paint or he, he just has those quick bursts and short limited spaces. So I'm like, is he just strategic or with his like, okay, I'll, I'll turn it on when I have to, or is it an inconsistent motor or is it being slow? Um, I shot, I saw some good timing and some anticipation on, you know, his shot blocking, but I don't want to go all over the place, but yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I just am like you. I'm like, th- 
is it just a an effect of being bigger and lengthier than everyone? Because he's huge. Yeah, he's, like, he's humongous. <laughs> like he's got vines for arms, and he's big, and he can he can jump quick. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what else you thought about him. Yeah, and I I never got the the bad motor aspect yeah. of him. Um, I just, I don't I just don't think he's as agile as we kind of expect someone who's you know he he's a leaner center he's huge but he's you know leaner and he's springy as shit and I think that combination usually tends to suggest that a guy's more agile and can move on the perimeter a little more can move you know has that wing mobility like we saw from you know Evan Mobley not not saying he's Evan Mobley I'm just talking about the mobility stuff and he doesn't have that he's kind of slow he's not really agile uh he plays kind of stiff but his springiness is super impressive and it's you know like you said it he goes it's real quick re- really quick off the floor and that, I, I think his second jump was pretty impressive too so vertically i like him a lot it's the lateral stuff that I really worry about, especially defensively. Um, offensively, I think he's a legit day one, you know, vertical spacer, really good lob threat. Um, didn't see mu- see him do much in like the pick and roll, but a lot of, you know, ducking, it, ducking in from the dunker spot. Uh, and he really wants to shoot. Uh, I don't think yeah. the shot looks bad. I'm not sure it looks good. But he wants to be a shooter, and there were some games where it was falling, and it was like, oh, okay, this is awesome. Like, you look really good. Um, and then others where it wasn't. It was like, what are you doing? So I, I kind of have mixed feelings on the shot. Where are you, where are you at with his, his outside shooting? The shot got my attention, and then I was like, oh, no, is this fool's gold? Like, yeah. I was like, are we teasing the idea of it? Is it a desire that he's like, oh, I could do this? And I'm like, I don't know, because, like, in the, he gets the ball around the paint. He looks like he's got some some quickness to be like have footwork. Like there's some good tools and potential and foundation that I was like, okay, someone might be able to work with this um, to give him a little bit of like, like he he had a couple like turn around back up and like kind of turn around his body over his right shoulder and lay it up. And I was like, that's nice. Um, someone needs to teach him a little like hook. I was like, gosh, I just wish someone would commit be like, please just do the Kareem hook, please. Someone, someone yeah, buy into it. it, he, it he went to it a lot. Just like the, the yeah. one kind of pound dribble over and, you know, drop step over his yes. left shoulder and just like the, you know, little right, right-handed yes. half hook. He, that was, he went to that like 90% of the time he was in the post and yes. it was like, yeah, your touch is kind of rough on that. And yeah. I didn't, <laughs> get why because like on the shot i didn't think his touch looked that bad right but then he's five feet away and it's like just fucking chucking it off the rim i'm like what are you doing i know it's frustrating because i'm like did did he just realize like oh i'm bigger and lengthier than everyone so i don't need to be doing this and i think that's probably where it's at but like he the shot from outside looks solid i just don't know if i'm there yet to be like okay i hope he's you know taking two a game like i I don't know. I think he's going to be a lob threat that's got defensive potential that I'm going to be like battling all year. I'm going to be like, uh, do I want him to play and declare as a sophomore or do I want to, I don't know. Um, But there's definitely some intriguing stuff. And I just think when you look at him right away, guys like Kai Jones and the Jackson Hayes, 
everyone's going to look at him and be like, oh, he should, he's probably going to run the floor like a deer and just dunk everything away. And he's like, no, he's more of kind of like this lumbering big that's more and better in quick spaces. Cause in transition, I never saw him like, wow me like oh gosh no. he can beat everyone up the court no, i don't think he's, he's gonna never be that first way. one up the floor yeah he's not gonna be like that he's gonna have to be like the he's gonna have to battle like he needs to be physical in the paint especially with the pac-12 like there's gonna be some some guys really going crazy but um he, he's he's interesting he's definitely one of those you're gonna want to pay attention of i i don't know if i'm thinking he's gonna just all of a sudden trend upwards or if i think maybe someone's rolling the dice on a developmental project towards the end of the first round and i mean it's the end of august we're just having fun here it's not like i'm taking this to heart but what about you what else you got yeah so i we, we got to talk about his defense mm-hmm. where i have mixed feelings shocker i know um were you where, you, you i don't want you to uh, just hammer me what going a little event here let's let's what's metcalf think what's dr metcalf think about Where's defense? I thought he was a solid shot blocker mm-hmm. at the rim. Um, I also thought that he jumped at a lot and yeah. went after a lot. Um, I thought he kind of struggled and looked pretty rough in space. Um, he it's it felt like he played like really narrow, stiff, and upright. Where you know he's not really getting in a defensive stance when he's going out to guard the pick and roll. He's just kind of there and in the way. And his positioning and ability to kind of recover wasn't always the greatest. And since he plays so narrow, it wasn't super hard for guards to kind of turn the corner on him. Um, So, you know, it it, it felt like he had never put the time in or got the coaching to really develop defensive fundamentals and make him a really sound positional defender. And it's kind of similar to the offense where it's like, I'm just so much fucking bigger and more athletic and springier than everyone else. Like I don't need to, because I'm still going to get five blocks a game um, in Arkansas high school basketball. Um, so I I worry about him kind of getting exposed against Pac-12 guards. And, but it also still wouldn't surprise me if he gets four blocks a game. It's funny with these guys because a lot of people will, as evaluators, will be like, don't take too much into the McDonald's game or the Hoop Summit games. And I'm also one of those guys of like, if you watch and players like this look like they just have an extra fire under them, it's like they might want to prove something of like, hey, I'm playing against the guys that are getting all the love, all the spotlight. I want to show that I can hang with them. And in that those games, he was just... I mean, I think that it was the McDonald's one, especially, but yeah, he was like, Whoa, who's this dude? Like, and that's where I'm going to be interested to see because like, you know, it, it, it's the high school tape. I mean, you've talked about it before high school tapes dangerous because you, you start getting like, Oh, is this what he is? And all of a sudden some guys just look like completely different players when they get to the next level. And um, I think where I even had heard, like he was doing really good in like the, um, practices going up to that i don't know i i remember hearing some buzz about him so i don't know i I, he's just one of those i like that he's going to oregon he's going to be playing against some talent in that conference like there's some bigs all over the place that are going to be battling with him and uh he's he's definitely one that you got to pay attention to because we know how nba teams feel about bigs and if someone's looking for a big with his skill set he's going to be very intriguing 
Yeah, and I, I'm glad I'm glad that you keep mentioning the McDonald's All American game because he yeah. did he looked so much better in that than like the high school film and even yeah, it wasn't even film. close. It was unbelievable. Yeah, like it was like whoa. Go ahead. And like I I know it's like oh it's an All Star game, but like he looked like he belonged. And the other ones, the the level of competition was tears below what it was in the McDonald's All-American game. I know a lot of those guys are just kind of going through the motions, and but they're still looking to show out because they're going against the best of the best and the peers that they grew up playing against. Like, they, they want some bragging rights. They want some, you know, they, they, there's a lot of ego that goes into the, those games. So the fact that he showed up and, like, looked like he belonged and looked a lot better in that setting, I, you know, still really encourages me that there is – a lot more versati- versatility and defensive ability there with him. And a lot of this kind of nonchalantness with his offense and defense in high school is just because, Hey, we're up by 35 and they're the opposing center is six foot five. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, because I like the, the springiness, the size, there's a lot to work with there. And I, 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 I not trying to come up, come across as super pessimistic because I, I do think there's a really good player there. I just think he's a lot more raw than some of the hype and highlight videos and stuff may suggest. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, he's not a one and done and I'm not yeah. trying to downplay Where's ability or talent or potential? I'm just saying I could see, I could see him being a guy that's like the Pac-12's kind of a big jump going against some of these guys, and it's like okay, he just needs to have another year of working on his craft, and maybe he declares as a sophomore. Maybe he's still a lottery pick. After I'm saying this, there's there's everywhere yeah. in between. Like like we said, it's August 29th. Like we're we're talking crazy right now. We're having fun. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's intriguing because, you know, you look back at that McDonald's game and I know, like, we're not crazy about box scores for an all-star game, basically. But, like, 10, but I swear he was just all over the place. Yeah. Uh, making an impact and, and hustle plays. And he was a force. And I'm going to be fascinated. I really do think, like, when I found out he was going to Oregon, I was like, that's going to be a fun player to watch going up against that and you know usc is going to have some talent arizona is going to have some talent ucla obviously there's going to be some really good teams in in that conference so excited to see uh what he can do but i'm not there yet i i i I watched this film and i was like i get it i get the intrigue yeah he's gonna have to be physical and kind of play with his hair on fire and he, he, I could see him being a kind of a roller coaster all year, just being kind of like, oh, it was a good game. He kind of disappeared. He had a great game. And like you said, Metcalf, it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden he's like, oh, he's, he's averaging three and a half blocks a game in his first like month of the season. I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. I understand it. Yeah. And I like, I, I just, I think he's going to be more of a develop, developmental project. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. No, we, yeah, we, 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 love, we love when yes. guys take their time. I would much yes. rather a guy take an extra year to develop in college and be more ready for the pros than get to training camp and the team immediately be like, Oh, he doesn't have it. Cause that right. happens a lot. And then a lot of those times, those guys end up being screwed. Yes. And like, I'm just going up. I think even just going up against someone the size of Infali Dante 
every day in practice at Oregon is going to do wonders for him because, you know, and I'm not trying to crap all over Arkansas high school basketball here, but just the size difference with him and literally everyone else that he played, it was so significant. And there, there's just only so much that you can really develop in that setting. So I, I think he's taking a really big jump in competition and physicality and athleticism. And I, I just can't imagine that doing anything but good for his long-term development. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really is the tough part about like those, those just giants in high school. Cause you're, I'm just kind of like, I get it. Um, we talked about this in the last draft cycle, like getting prepared for the season with Jalen Duran. We are like, we get it. He's the incredible Hulk in high school. He's dunking yes. on everyone. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's built like he's 26 and he's playing against 17 and 18 year olds. Like, at some point, you're like, I get it. Now let's see what you can do at the next level. And, um, you know, where Derek Lively even, like, you you watch the tape quickly and you're like, okay, I get it. He's bigger and he dunks on people. I need to see you take the next step. And before I get too, you know, before I'm pushing my poker chips in the middle of the table. But um, really intrigued with his skill set. It's, it's just funny because that's the – like this time of the year, you're starting to get a, a kind of a, a painting. You're, you're painting a picture for where it's like, okay, who could be the wild cards? And I think this episode, I went into this when you told me like who you got wanted to do. And I went into this one. I'm like, okay, these could be the fun ones. And then after watching the film, I was like, these might be the wild cards that I'm not realizing because either one of these guys could really climb in a hurry or kind of go a little bit lower than I'm expecting, you know, right now. Um, but they both have, intriguing skill sets that teams are usually high on that guys can climb up some boards, but um, we'll see what they can do. There's still a lot of raw raw spots. All right. Well, we updated the green room last episode and we currently have, we currently have three members, Victor, Derek and uh, Juris Walker. Let's start with Keontae. Um, Again, just because we're talking about these guys does not mean they're automatically in. So, Keontae George, what are you thinking? Oh, boy. This is where – see, now this is going to get tough as we go throughout all these guys because I'm going to be like, oh, man, we're, we're adding people. We're going to have to start throwing guys out. I know what you're doing. Um, I'll say Keontae's in mm. for now, but the bouncers are watching him. Bouncers I, I are watching ha- I have him sitting in his car out on the curb waiting for valet to, uh, no. to come take his keys. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So we need, yep. I had a feeling you're going to be a little colder <laughs> on him, but I get it. I completely get it. Um, so, so do, do you want, do you want to fight with it? Fight for him? Do you want to, are, are you no, conceding? Because, because I'm going through a lot of my names, my database, and I'm like, yeah, he's going to be creating some buzz. He's going to be creating some buzz. Um, I really like Keontae. The defensive film, I think he's going to figure it out, but I'm not. Oh, gosh. See, this is where I'm getting dangerous. For everyone that's going to call me out for my tweet where I was like, Keontae George, top five delete app for a photo <laughs> of the other shit. It's like, when I say delete app, I would never delete Twitter. So, no, I'm kind of sarcastic. But I don't know, because I have questions about him defensively. There's also some other guys we're going to talk about. I have questions with a lot of their games. Um, 
in his car still is a bit brutal metcalf i feel like he's at oh, he's, least he's trying there. to get he's, it. he's out front like he, he he didn't walk off the bus and is waiting in the rain like <laughs> he's, I feel like... he's just waiting for the lo- the, the, the the poor valet to uh to, to come take his ride from him i feel like he's at least in line and he's trying to figure out do i get bottle service so i don't have to wait in line anymore yeah i okay fine we'll say all right i'll, I'll let you slide on that one because I do feel like we're going to get down the list a little bit and be arguing about some of these guys. And I am going through a lot of names. And I'm like, oh boy, there's some there's some talent all over the place. Um, what do you think about where? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a no for me. Car broke down on the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's got. I, I I like him. I just can't. I'm not. I can't buy it. I mean, we're talking about guys. No, I, I, well, I we got need to 60 see days against, or something. Yeah, I, I need to see more consistency and against better competition. So I, I, I'm not ruling out either of these guys climbing in by, uh, you know, by, by our final version. But right now, um, you know, he, he, he's a ways away from the club. I got to say no about some people. And, you know, I, I hate to do it because I'm Mr. Positive, but that's my first no. Well, and, and we can't let everyone in. It's called exclusive for a reason. So, you know. Yeah. It's... <laughs> what else you got? What else, who have you been watching? What are you? Let's just spitball for a little bit. We're having fun here. We'll call it Out of Bounds. This is my new segment I want to do. It's called Out of Bounds. And you can talk about anything not basketball related. It could be fun. You know how you did Hot Take and you ruined yeah. Predator, which was absurd. Um, no, you a fraud. Could, We'll do out of bounds, so it could be about anything in life. Anything. Um, have you watched uh, on Hulu The Old Man? No, what is it? It's incredible. It's Jeff Bridges is like a former CIA um, spy, basically. It, it's incredible. I got one isn't episode that, left, but isn't that the plot of Taken? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No. kidding. We like to have fun here. Um, no, it, it's it's awesome. It's like 45 minute episodes on Hulu. Highly recommend. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Okay. We have I haven't asked about the puppy in a while, so so t- tell the people how how little Murphy's doing. How, how's being a dog dad? Murphy's um he's good for everyone listening. He's he's been pretty good. Um, for anyone that doesn't has never had a puppy, let me just educate you on what life's like. So he he sleeps for two hours. And then screams at the top of his lungs, like, hey, I, I have to go to the bathroom. Someone let me out or it's going to get weird in here. So that's fun. Um, usually around 4 a.m., I just throw in the towel and I'm like, all right, I'm up. Let's watch some film. So it's been great because he's kind of like my alarm clock now. He just went to the vet today and uh, never seen someone more disappointed coming out of the vet for the first time. <laughs> like he just looked at me and he's like, I trusted you. We had a bond. That bond is gone. So I'm going to have to repair some of those feelings tonight. But uh, it's okay. He's healthy. Um, Everyone's been calling him fat. And the vet told me he's actually great weight. They said, whatever you're doing, he's perfect weight. So I'm very proud of that. But, uh, yeah, he's good. He's he's doing good. Um, Not a lot of sleep. I'm counting down the days until he's you know, going to be sleeping a little bit longer because I'd like to watch film in the morning with some peace, but uh, it's a pretty good distraction. So yeah, Metcalf's been great for everyone listening because he kind of, he has a dog too. that's a little older, but he's been giving me a little bit of guidance. Um, some good, some good energy. 
but yeah, so far so good. So far Love so it. good. Um, I, here's, I have one last question for you. A little yeah. out of bounds topic. Excuse me. I'm going to cough. I just coughed. Um, great. You said the mute button. Probably. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting pretty good at it ever since the, Apple review we got on uh, Apple podcast. And someone <laughs> said, please stop with the mouse clicks. I'm about oh, to put my head through a wall. I was like, I want to hang out with that guy. If you're listening, I love you. Um, so Murphy, this all relevant. Murphy had to get his first shots today. Mm-hmm. But the other day I had a wasp fly into mm-hmm. my house and, you know, Murphy hasn't had a shot. So I'm, I was terrified. So I was like, cool. I have to risk my life for my puppy. I wanted to ask you, what what are you afraid of? Because you know, I have to quote anyone that hasn't seen the replacement. So a real man admits his fears. You know, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, aka Shane Falco, sure. talks about quicksand, and some of the guys talk about like bees and spiders on the field. Um, Metcalf, what is your fear? Because I think bees and spiders are right up there mm. for me. So a real man admits his fears. Also, water sharks. I've seen Jaws too many times. <laughs> Um, I would say like spiders and centipedes are definitely right at the top of the list. Um, things with too many legs that scurry across walls and ceilings and floors, uh, not a fan of, but I I think that's kind of come down a little bit since, uh, with all this home living and having to just get paper towel and smush them and kill them. Um, so if they're just stationary on the wall, I can deal with it. Um, if one scampers across my foot, I let out... Uh, a scream that rivals, you know, a 12 year old girl. Um, So just don't touch me with them. And I'm good. Uh, Otherwise clowns, clowns are horrifying. Oh gosh. Um, So it is your favorite movie. Whoever. Oh my, I, so I, I I get crap for that all the time from, from, you know, my, my, my loving and adoring friends. Who, who want nothing but the best for me. Um, I, I did wa- end up watching it. Really good movie, but I watched it on like a Saturday at noon when it was sunny and 80 degrees out. And, <laughs> you know, I just, I, it's horrifying. Clown, whoever invented clowns deserves to go straight to hell. <laughs> I will tell, I'll, I'll, I'll embarrass myself. Here we go. Um, when I was like six, I uh, watched by myself in like 10 o'clock at night, uh, Child's Play with Chucky. Ah. And literally had nightmares for about 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Really? There's my secret, folks. So, and now I think it's absolutely hilarious, but I was like, that pretty much ruined my life for a good, you know. If I ever went to a psychiatrist, they'd be like, where do you want to start? And I'd be like, well, have you seen Child's Play? I feel like that's a good <laughs> place to start. Now I think it's hilarious. But um, yeah, so I, I get it. I get clowns, yeah. you know, dolls. Get it. Oh, get it all. Nope. Dolls are horrifying. Yeah. I, I, I just generally can't do scary movies because uh, I'm a coward. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Scary it's- movies, Michael K. Gil, Chris's jump shot. It's all this. Yeah. God, it's awful. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I'm proud of you. That's see, that's that's what I want to do with Out of Bounds. We can talk about anything. Maybe one Fair. day it's about cooking. Maybe also uh, Anthony Edwards' new haircut. Your thoughts? Oh, I haven't seen it. Well, he just got like the. I feel like he's like buzzed it. 
it looks I don't know. I think I don't know. He 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 he's a charismatic stud, so he, he can rock whatever he wants and he's gonna look good. I think him and Scotty Barnes are gonna just have unreal seasons. I'm so excited to watch this too. I think Anthony's gonna take his game to another level. I think Scotty Barnes is about to really uh open some eyes around the league. Shout out Rico Hines film. We appreciate those runs. Um but yeah, Metcalf, that's all I got for you. I'm, I'm, I'm Love it. just excited for bat, look, baby. Look at us coming in under an hour for the first time probably yeah. ever. So. You know, come <laughs> on, folks. Rucker, tell the people where they can find you, where they can support you. Uh, no ceilings, NBA.com. I'm getting pretty pumped. I, I, I got the itch to write something coming yeah. up soon. But we got some stuff going on behind the scenes. I promise we're going to announce everything. We've been working our butts off. When we're quiet, we're dangerous. Um, Metcalf, what do you got going on? Any, anything coming up soon? Or are you just, you know, Oh yeah. I feel like you have a big event in life. Maybe yeah, just a wedding. My Shout wedding. out the future Mrs. Uh, Metcalf. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. She's put in an incredible amount of work. Uh, she, 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 she's the real MVP. Um, there you go. so I, I, I'm getting the, like you, I'm kind of getting the itch to write. There are a couple guys that I want to write about and like topics that I know I want to write about. Um, and then, you know, I look at my calendar. It's like, oh, you have zero time ever. So, you know, the, the, those might be a pushback a couple weeks. But I, I promise I'll get there. I promise there will be words out eventually. Um, but once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at TeamMetcalf11. You can find all of our merchandise at NoSealingsNBA.BigCartel.com. And you can find all of our written work at NoSealingsNBA.com. It's 100% free. Just click that subscribe button to make sure that you never miss anything that we publish. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at no ceilings NBA and on YouTube at no ceilings TV. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review and a five-star rating until next time. See ya.